Hi everyone, and welcome to the 180th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hey guys. Churro, we did it! We relaunched the YouTube! Hooray! I know, it's been like 10,000 years, but we're finally back! And it's it's actually doing pretty, pretty well, all things considered. Hey, you know, the, I mean, you gotta, the, gotta look at the, gotta look at the positives. Yeah, absolutely, like, it's, uh... Like, the TGS video, it's, like, sitting around, currently, like, around 500 views, which isn't that, like, the greatest, but, like, com- like in terms of growth, channel growth, like, uh, it's, you know, the channel's growing, like, really fast right now. It's actually, you know, all the graphs on the analytics are going up, so I'm really appreciative of all the support that we've been getting on the videos, and, yeah, so, uh, yeah, just last week we released the, uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, why Kingdom Hearts 1 deserves a remake video, and that one's actually doing really well for us. It's actually currently above a lot of our other prior videos, above like most of the podcast uploads that we've ever done. So that's actually a really good uh, precedent. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, anyway, yeah, anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, Spotify, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. And, uh, yeah, so we have a two-segment show today. We have our news segment first, and then we have our question segment. Churro! I can't believe it. I actually found news. Well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when it comes to right now, it's like, uh, really? There's news? I'm like, eh, kind of. Yeah, so, no I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll take what we can, can get. Yeah, well, I'll let y'all be the judge on whether that whether this is news or not, but we'll see. So, uh, moving on to uh, the announcements. As always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. Our Patreon executive producers for this episode are as follows. We have Nahika Blaui, Chris Morales, Zach Duranto, who's at zduranto58, Michael Graham, Barry Norton, who's at Nortron Zero, Thorin Bullen, who's at Massacre23, Tori Patrick, Fayez Bilal, Alex Ray Snyder, who's at Alex Ray Snyder, Louis James, Rachel Casterton, who's at Orba Yoon Ray, Mohammed Quayam, and Churro, if you could take these last ones. We have Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels, Darren Matthews at Doomster73, Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Alex and Rachel Troutman at Akira Nimjin, Keith Field at The Mighty Keith, Billy Jackson at Underscore Billy Jackson, Miles Ribbons, Eshbeo Aya at Red at Red Peppers, Rob Porter at Scorchyberty1, David Calro, Tobias Cappy at The Tobias Cappy, Vitanitas, and Yannick Nod at Yannick Nod. And be a part of the show. Send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. So, uh, in the way of YouTube announcements, we, you know, as I said, we were launched uh, actually just two weeks ago, uh, right after the last episode went live. Uh, if you guys are interested in following us on YouTube, go to youtube.com slash khunionvids. So, like I said before, we just released two videos. We had the Tokyo Game Show 2019 trailer analysis, which was Churro and I uh, going in-depth on analyzing that video. And then we had another uh, featurette video where uh, we discussed 
uh, why Kingdom Hearts 1 deserves a remake. Uh, so yeah, that one has been doing really well. Uh, this week we're looking to have another video. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to do videos every single week. So, you know, just, you know, fair warning there. I am a, you know, I'm editing these, you know, mostly on my own. So it, and on top of that, I work a full-time job still. So, uh, it might be a bit of a challenge, but I'm going to see if I can get out a video this week and maybe next week as well. I mean, mainly right now, uh, the goal that I have for the Kingdom Hearts YouTube channel, or the Kingdom Hearts Union YouTube channel is, uh, we're in grinding mode. We need to level up because, uh, uh, basically we need to get our watch time up as high as we can get it. So, uh, you know, any support that we can get from you is highly appreciated. Likes, comments, follows, subscribes, all of that is very necessary at this time so we can get our numbers up and get the channel, you know, uh, in a good place. We need to get the momentum going. So far, it's been great. You know, uh, we, we already have two, two videos under our belt, so that's pretty good for, for us. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what we do. Uh, just want to reiterate something that for now, please consider every video that we are uploading as an experiment. So if you like what we're putting out in a particular video, please support it so that we know that you like that kind of a video and we'll do more of that kind of a video. Uh, you know, since, each video is going to be an experiment. We're going to try different styles with each one. So if there's something that you don't like one week, like no worries, like uh, we'll be trying something else another time. So uh, anything in particular, if you like a particular format of a video that we put out, you know, let us know and we'll see if we can do more videos like that in the future. And uh, if you have any suggestions for any topics that you want to hear uh, in a video, uh, we'd definitely love to hear that. You can let us know uh, through YouTube comments or you can tell us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash khunion. We're at khunion. And, um, or you could send us an email to khuquestions at gmail.com if it's something a little bit longer. And uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything regarding announcements. So let's move on to the news. So... Our first bit of news is that the Kingdom Hearts World of Triss Orchestra, the Kingdom Hearts World Tour uh, that's been going on, uh, has been extended. They've added uh, two shows to the end of the the concert tour. Uh, there's going to be two shows, uh, two shows in Yokohama, and uh, yeah, if well, if you live in Japan and uh, you want to enter and get that. Uh, uh, get into that concert. Well, I'm uh, sorry to say, but it's too late. <laughs> well, not really. So, but yeah, the, uh, so basically in Japan, the way these concerts work is it's a lottery system and, uh, yeah, the lottery is uh, currently over, but fret not, you can actually still buy tickets for it. Uh, I think it might be nice to explain how the lottery system works. Cause I think people hear about it, but they, they, uh, haven't experienced it. So basically, the lottery system, the purpose of it is to stop scalpers from getting, uh, you know, stealing up all the good seats. So basically what the lottery allows you to do is uh, all the winners of the lottery are basically allowed to purchase their tickets during, uh, you know, the pre-general admission time. So basically all the people that win the lottery they're allowed to buy the tickets early so when they you know when they're buying those tickets it's only the people that won so there's a lot less people fighting over the seats so that means anyone who wins the lottery has a better chance at getting a better seat uh so 
But after the lottery period is over, that's when they will enter general admission. And during that time, anybody can join and anybody can uh, buy tickets. So uh, now there's no saying what the quality of those seats are going to be. Like they might be, unfortunately, the worst seats in the house. But um, yeah, once once you hit general admission, uh, pretty much anyone can join and uh, buy tickets. So I mean, I mean, the seating doesn't really matter when it comes to a musical concert. Yeah, you're going to hear it anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, I was at the very top of the uh, of the Dolby Theater for the Final Fantasy VII uh, yeah. concert, and I was able to see, you know, the, the big screen and the orchestra just fine. You know, yeah, it's, it's not like it's not like it's a play or a performance where you're supposed to really be watching anything particular on the stage. And yeah, you know, like you said, there's always like a big screen playing footage. So like as long as you can see the screen, which the screen is huge, you know, it's like movie theater set up, you know, as long as you can see the screen, you yeah, the world, of, the world of Trust concert I attended in LA, you know, same same place, Dolby Theater. This was like the first time I didn't get like really close seats. So I was like Yeah. Further in the back and I was still able to see it see it everything just fine. Yeah, so Yeah, I think it, I, I think pretty much any seats you can get are pretty good. So And speaking I'll of this say, concert yeah. too, yeah. um Paris actually just had theirs yesterday. Oh sweet. So I've been seeing a lot of like tweets on it, and you know I'm happy for them. They get to finally enjoy theirs, and I think there's yeah, still a awesome. couple of more. I think there's either I think there's might be one more show in the U.S. I know Dallas is mm. in October, so yeah, it's almost it's almost done in the U.S. So yeah, uh, I'll just say personally, I did enter the lottery for the Osaka one, so I'm gonna see if I can go. Uh, I, you know, I didn't want to say earlier because I didn't want to have any other one, any other people being like, "Oh, well, if Brandon joined, I want to join," and then like ruining my chances at the lottery. But now that the lottery's over, yeah, so I, I entered the lottery. So we'll see if I'll be able to get good seats for that, and if I can go at all. I haven't, uh, I haven't. It's not a hundred percent yet, but if I can go, that might be like a good opportunity for a YouTube video. Maybe we'll do a live action recording of uh us at the concert that might be fun so uh yeah moving on from there uh speaking of events uh kingdom hearts donald and goofy were present at disneyland's oogie boogie bash like that's pretty pretty special it's, it like, is it is because they don't, don't come, really out, come that out that often yeah and actually recently they've been come it feels like they're coming out more often recently now i i, ever, I it could be ever the since you're yeah, it could be the Kingdom Hearts 3 hype. Uh, I also kind of feel like... Who's that friend of yours that had the wedding? And then she she helped uh, them... Uh, uh, or she at, she requested it? Uh, Colette. She married uh, yeah. John Bignucci. And at their yeah. wedding at the on the uh, Disney cruise ship, they brought them out. Yeah, so I, I wonder if maybe her request to have them brought out... Maybe that caused you know Disney to... You know, reach into their catalog and dust them off and get them ready to go. And maybe them seeing the reaction to that online, maybe that helped. Maybe Colette played a, a role in, you know, bringing these, uh, you know, these costume characters back more into the limelight. I, it's nice. I'm, to I'm see, so glad that they are. It's so nice to see them in like the actual uh, Oogie Boogie pamphlet, which yeah. lists all the things, and they were refer- they were referred as friends from Kingdom Hearts. 
Yeah, that's so awesome. I'm so glad. Like, and actually, uh, also recently at uh, D23, there was like that voice actor panel with the the voice actors for Donald and Goofy, and uh, Bill Farmer made a joke about uh, you know them talking about uh, Kingdom Hearts and like, oh, maybe it'd be more popular if uh, we were in our Kingdom Hearts costumes or something like that. Like, and then then Mickey's all like, oh, I tried, but security took the keyblade. Oh uh, yeah, I- see. See, they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're constantly recording for these games. So it's, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a part of their lives too. So I'm just so glad that they're like, uh, you know, we're getting more recognition from the Disney side of things. It f- just feels so great. Finally. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, finally. Exactly. It's, uh, I'm so excited. I'm glad to see that, you know, they're, uh, you know, you know, in many ways, like, uh, supporting us in the Kingdom Hearts community. And, you know, it's not often that we get it from Disney, but it's nice when we do. So yeah, moving on from there, another big event coming is the Golden Joystick Awards and Kingdom Hearts has been, Kingdom Hearts 3 has been nominated for Best Visual Design Award. Uh, if you want to support Kingdom Hearts 3 and if you want it to win that award, please go to gamesradar.com slash golden joystick awards and you'll be able to vote, uh, for, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 to win that award. You know, if you think it deserves best visual design, I think it's definitely got excellent visual design. So yeah, if you, if you want to help out with that, go there, vote. And, uh, yeah, lastly, uh, in our news, we have the Dissidia Final Fantasy collaboration with Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. So, uh, earlier there was a, a new DLC for Union Cross, and Union Cross has, uh, new costumes for Cloud and Leon that match their Kingdom Hearts costumes. And, uh, uh specifically from Kingdom Hearts 1. And, yeah, now those, uh, costumed versions of uh, Dissidia Cloud and Dissidia Leon will be featured as new medals in Kingdom Hearts Union Cross and they look just so gorgeous. Sure, did you see them? Like they look so Yeah. Like it, it's such a tease, you know, coming off the back of not getting them in uh Kingdom Hearts 3. It's like, "Oh man." No, but what if but hey, what if what if uh, they send Sora to Dissidia? Oh, that'd be cool. I wonder if they'd get the approval. I mean, they did it with World of Final Fantasy. It's not impossible. Yeah. I mean, remember, the studio's original idea was supposed to be for Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, but so... But Nomar didn't, I, I could, didn't approve of it. Yeah, I could see, like... Well, if, if they could somehow get it approved by Disney, like, I honestly see it more likely that Sora gets a role in Dissidia than he does get it in Smash. So, well, at I least mean, it's Square Enix. I mean, just imagine the uh, reaction the Smash community would... Oh, man, they'd be so mad. Yeah, I... I would just stay away from I'd be that afraid. I'd, I'd be, I'd be uh, afraid, too. Yeah, because, like, man, if you look at those, like, uh, wish lists for Smash characters, man, Sora is at the top of a lot of them. So, oh yeah, yeah, you, you don't want to cross the Smash community, but uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just see it as like, uh, I mean, it's definitely possible. It's not, it's not an impossible thing for Sora to go to Smash, but you know, for Sora to go to Smash, it would mean all of both. You know, we have to have Disney approve it. We have to have Square Enix approve it, and then we have to have Nintendo approve it. That's three big companies. 
where for usually a lot of these other characters, it's just, you know, the one, you know, to get Snake in, you know, you just need Konami's approval, for example. What, uh, whereas, Disney executive at the premiere event stated that, yeah. that normally, so you know, Kingdom Hearts, you know, is owned by Disney, but yeah. Disney has so much respect for Nomura that they would rather get Nomura's approval before anything. Yeah. So, yeah, so it really comes down Nomura, to Nomura. Yeah, Nomura would have to be okay with it. I, I mean, I will say they did approve Cloud, and that's a Nomura character, and I'm sure he was evolved in well, the I approval mean, he, process. I've heard, I've, I've been here, I've been trying to find the source for this, but I've heard that, did, I've, I've heard stories of Nintendo wanting Sora, but Nomura did want Sora, so he gave them Cloud instead. That's how Cloud became involved in Smash. Maybe. But I just yeah. can't find the source for that. I've been looking for a very long time. Yeah, Namora's. I wouldn't be surprised because Namora's very protective when it comes to Sora, so. Uh, yes, his baby. But I, I don't, yeah, he's definitely his, his baby. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking about it, though. Like, if he was included, like, I wonder how they would incorporate him because usually there's like. Well, oftentimes there are other party members that show up and like, you know, help in, you know, certain attacks or like stuff like that. But I don't think that would work for Sora because his support members would be Donald and Goofy. And I don't think they're allowed to be. Well, I don't know if they're not allowed, but like it would be, you know, more of a challenge, I think, if they wanted to include Donald and Goofy in this. But uh, hey, if any game can do it, it's Smash Bros. Ultimate. And they're still... There's still a lot of DLC coming, so... And they've already proven us that it could be anybody. I mean, when they revealed Joker from Persona 5, I was just... Yeah. I was just... That was a big surprise. Nobody... In the words of Persona 5, nobody saw that coming. Yeah. The sky's the limit for for real when it comes to Smash. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much covers the news. So, yeah, moving on from there, we have our question segment. Our first question comes from Joseph Robertson, and they ask... Uh, so you will be, uh, you will be better at sourcing this than I will. Uh, so you will be better to source this. You will be able to better source this than I can, but I think Nomura mentioned that Kingdom Hearts 3 would be our last time seeing some characters in the series. Besides Xemnas and Ansem, which characters do you think would, do you think we've seen the last of? By the way, I don't think we've seen the last of them. It's just they seem like the two obvious ones. And just as a side note, I did look this up. And uh, this came from a a U.S. Gamer interview that Kat Bailey did. So Kat Bailey of U.S. Gamer interviewed Tetsuya Nomura at E3 2018. And yeah, basically he was like, uh, you know, she was asking him about how he feels to finally finish off uh, this storyline and how it finally feels to, to finish Kingdom Hearts 3 and Nomura basically said in the interview that, you know, uh, he's very relieved to finally complete the saga, but in some ways he's also sad because it's likely the last time we'll see uh, certain characters. So, Churro, uh, what do you think? What what kind of characters do you think we may have seen the last of? I I mean, I think some of the Radiant Garden crew, like uh, Zexion and Evan and Anson the Wise, uh, mm. um, Dylan, Dylan, and uh, yeah, I could see Dylan and uh, and uh, I forgot his other it? name. I forgot his real name, but Zal- he goes by Zal- Alexius. Alexius, uh, a- alias, alias. 
I think yeah, those Ilias guys are and done. Dylan. But, yeah, but, they but could, these are they these could are like be done. these are like side characters. But if I if I had to go a bold, to uh, you know bold decision to say, yeah, I would say my bold answer would be uh, Axel, Roxas, and Sheon. Oh really? Yeah. I think I because yeah, you know their their story little their little story is complete. They're back together. Yeah. You know, and the same goes with Terranaqua Vin. You know, like I would I mean I would definitely see them around maybe to give Sora like Riku and Kyrie advice. Yeah. You know, being the longtime Keyblade Masters or wielders. You know? Yeah. So like I definitely like, I definitely agree with you on that one. I feel like the uh the Wayfinder trio, Aqua, Terra, and Ven, like, like if you really think about it, their story's done. Like, they were reunited and they're fine. I mean, yeah. they he, he Tetsuya Mark can always decide to reintegrate them at any time if he really wants to. But yeah, if you really think about it, they don't relate to any of the the ancient Union Cross stuff. So besides uh, Ventus, yeah. Okay, so Ventus he'll he'll probably still be around, but. Aqua and Terra, they don't really relate to this. Unless, you know, all uh, sure, all this really takes, if we really think about it, all it would take is, oh, in Union Cross, suddenly, oh, here's Aqua and Terra. Or all, of a, sudden, past. Or all of a sudden, something, hap- something goes strangely wrong with Ventus in the present, you know, and then yeah. Aqua and Terra go to, you know, Yen Sid to figure out what's going on with Ventus. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, ultimately we're going to have to see how things shake out in uh, Kingdom Hearts Remind because clearly uh, in Remind, at least Terra's, you know, in the form of Terranort and Lingering Will, they're going to have more storyline. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it could just be that their new storyline is just to pad out and like fix or not fix, but like to fill in for the storyline that they couldn't share in Kingdom Hearts 3. So it might just be like putting in story that they unfortunately couldn't cover in the main version of the game and maybe it doesn't extend their plot but maybe it does maybe there's new revelations that come up that uh kind of push their story forward i kind of feel with Zemnus and ansem in particular and actually ansem the wise as well i think they might actually still have a little bit of story to go because they were hinting a lot at you know at least with ansem the wise and the secret reports at his old experiments and, you know, the subject X girl. And, uh, you know, we have throughout the whole game, pretty much like, uh, Ansem is leading on or Ansem seeker of darkness is leading, uh, Ansem the wise and is trying to get him to reveal all his data that he had, uh, stored away. So, I wouldn't be surprised that they're, you know, if they go into the reason for that later. So, I, I mean, there, there's just some some stuff that was a little bit left vague in Kingdom Hearts 3 that kind of seemed like it was hinting at some interesting stuff. So, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything. I mean, Hainer, Pence, and Olette, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're the Roxas' friends, too. So, yeah. they, I mean, they could, I mean, they all of them could... You'd just be in Twilight Town doing their own thing, you know. That's you yeah. know their little storyline is done. You know that's that's what I feel. And ultimately, I, I, they, I feel, they didn't really yeah. have that big a story in Kingdom Hearts three either. I mean, they were there, but they didn't really have. Much I mean, to they do. they didn't they didn't well they didn't show much, unfortunately. Yeah. So hopefully, Remind can fill some gaps when it comes to that, or at least 
of all things, the Cage 3 manga or novel can finally yeah, true. fill that in. Yeah, I mean, clearly we're going to get more of Namine. You know, Namine definitely probably has some uh, stuff to do with the story. I mean, she at least has uh, parts in Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, and on top of that, the name of the game, uh, the name of the DLC is called Remind, and, you know, she's the one with the memory power, so, like, that's kind of an important thing. Sora also has to finally properly thank Naminé for what she did for him in Chain of Memories, and that still hasn't happened, technically, so maybe Kingdom Hearts Remind is the opportunity to do that. Um, and also, if my theory holds true that maybe when Sora goes to the, uh, you know, when, when Sora crosses over to the uh, the other world, uh, well, the other world line in, at the end of the, uh, you know, in the secret ending, you know, if my theory holds true that maybe Sora lost his memories again, <laughs> we might be needing Namine to help him remember it what he lost so i mean that's what happened to subject x apparently or maybe um you know when sora disappears she might be the key to help yeah with his memories you know she might hold the key to bringing him back and you know we never know i mean she's got a very special link to sora and she also has a very special link to Kyrie, and you know that might she might be the one last hope of bringing them back together I still have have thoughts on Kyrie. I think Kyrie's got a way more story to get into. She may have been. I have a sneaking suspicion that Kyrie may have been one of the children that was experimented on in Ansem the Wise's experiments, and that might be why she. You know, we don't. One thing we do know is that she doesn't remember her past. So, I think there's a reason for that, and maybe some. Maybe somehow Naminé can unlock those memories that's a twist but uh i think if ansem the wise has anything to hide that would be uh he probably wouldn't want nominee to do that right (laughs) and he's the one who brought nominee back so who knows but yeah in terms of people that we won't see again uh i'll throw my hat in the ring for the old versions of Master Xehanort and Master Ericus. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe I would say the younger characters they'll be around because you know clearly Z- young Xehanort is still important. Already, and, you already said that you know he'll go back to his timeline to live his life. So yeah, but there's also like mm, I don't know it's there's there's a lot to young Xehanort's story that we don't quite understand like from clearly from this Remind trailer kind of throws a little bit of a monkey wrench into it because there's the young Xehanort that already has the dark you know the evil eyes with the you know the, that are orange but then there's also the young Xehanort that we see at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 3 that has the gray eyes and that's the Xehanort that we're seeing in Kingdom Hearts Remind and we don't know what the meaning of that is and then, you know, somehow, at some point, he gets those orange eyes. And not only that, but he also travels to Destiny Islands at some point and lives a portion of his life there, seemingly. 
and because you know he's like look you know look at this tiny place and you know this world is so small he says that at the beginning of uh uh dream drop distance so that's an important part of his life that's the point in his life where uh and some seeker of darkness time travels and meets him and tells him of what he needs to be doing so you know there, there there's purpose you know, and there's things that we still don't quite understand about their past, and I feel like Master Ericus, the or the young Ericus, will probably be involved in that. But it definitely feels like you know Master Xehanort and uh, Master Ericus, you know, the old guys. Uh, I think like they're they're pretty much done, done. I don't think they're. I I, I really don't see us seeing them again. I think like their stories are pretty much wrapped up, and. Uh, yeah. So yeah, moving on from there, our next question comes from uh, Orpheus. Sure, if you could take this one. This is from Orpheus, and they write: Since you're in support of a Kingdom Hearts One remake, do you think it deserves a remake more than a game like, say, three five eight over two days or recoded? So I'll, I'll choose my words carefully, but I will say yes. So I do think Kingdom Hearts One deserves the remake more than Days and Recoded. Now let me be clear up front before I go into it. I know this might, uh, you know, be a touchy subject for some people. I think both days and recoded deserve remakes. Let me, let me start that. I think they need remakes too. And I would say from a kingdom hearts fan perspective, you know, if I'm thinking from the perspective of someone who is a fan of kingdom hearts, I would actually agree to say that from that perspective, both Days and Recoded obviously deserve the remake first because they're currently not playable on modern consoles. They're only playable on the Nintendo DS. So just going based on that fact, you know, that sucks. I, I totally agree. But, and I'll also say that there's a lot of stuff in Days that I would like to have playable, particularly my favorite thing about Kingdom Hearts, Deep Dive, is only playable in that particular game and it was not well implemented because they had to deal with the uh the limitations of the 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 ds at the time so you know unfortunately it could not live up to the potential that it had on the ds so a remake would be absolutely welcome in that case but thinking outside of the kingdom hearts community and thinking about kingdom hearts as a product and also, for the future of the Kingdom Hearts community and the future success of Kingdom Hearts, you know, if you really think about it in that way, Kingdom Hearts 1 currently is the most important game to the series. Why is that? Why is it the most important game, you may ask? Well, it's because it's the entry point into the Kingdom Hearts series. It's the only game in the whole series, you know, like I said in the video, it's the only game in the series that you don't have to know anything about Kingdom Hearts to start with. It's the perfect starting point for Kingdom Hearts currently. Currently, it's the only it's really the only entry point. All the other ones refer to these concepts and things from other games. I'm not saying you can't start at other games in the series. I'm just saying that it's the only one that doesn't require anything at all whereas all the other ones you know there's other vague characters and concepts that just don't get explained in that game because it assumes that you played the others so because kingdom hearts currently is the only entry point the only actual entry point into the series you know that makes it a lot 
harder to recommend that game or it, it makes it hard to recommend any other game to someone. So, you know, if you really want to get someone into the series, you know, what do you tell them? You know, you, everybody says start with Kingdom Hearts 1, you know, uh, but recently, like a lot of people have been saying, Kingdom Hearts 1, a lot of aspects of it don't age well. I mean, you can watch the video and you can see all my reasons for why Kingdom Hearts 1 should be remade at this point, why this time is a good time. Uh, but you know, why does it deserve it more than days and recoded? Well, I mean, if you really think about it, if, if a days remake or a recoded remake were to be made, how would that expand the kingdom hearts community? And the answer is unfortunately probably wouldn't like it's, those it's only, games it's only as, a very, I mean, those titles are very like, they're appreciated by the fans. They're appreciated by people who are already fans of the series. And not only that's that, us. And it's only a special. It's only like a small select group of people who want that. It's like if if somebody if Square Enix prob, uh, did a poll of you know Cage One remake days or recoded, and they asked us which one should be deserving of a remake, I'm pretty sure majority. I was I would say a lot of people would choose the Cage One remake. Yeah, because I mean, you know, like 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 we said, and like I said in the video, like it's the entry point to the series. It's the one that you know, if you really want to understand Kingdom Hearts and what it is, that's the place to start. Now, three five eight over two days recoded. They're both nice games, and I would be overjoyed if they were playable on a modern platform. And they do hold important. Well less so recoded but at least days has an important part of the kingdom Hearts story and it should be remade at some point and i really want it to be remade but it's not as critical to the continued success of the series as kingdom hearts one is currently kingdom hearts one is the only entry point now let's say hypothetically speaking like uh you know with uh the yakuza series yakuza uh and you know the Ryu Gagotoku series, they decided to change that. It used to be that Yakuza 1 was the entry point into the series, but then they they made a new game called Yakuza 0, and that became the new entry point into the series. It's a very high-budget, high-polished game that is even better at introducing new people to Yakuza than even Yakuza 1 was. And that's how they decided to tackle... Uh, that situation. They also did remake Yakuza 1 and they remade Yakuza 2 and, but they also made a new entry point into the series. Now Birth by Sleep could have been that. Birth by Sleep could have been the new entry point into Kingdom Hearts but unfortunately it has uh, what we know as prequelitis where in reality Birth by Sleep isn't much of a prequel. It's actually a sequel. Like to properly understand Birth by Sleep you have to have played you know, prior games. There's a lot of information in there that if you haven't played prior games, you wouldn't quite understand what's going on, even with Birth by Sleep. Because even though it occurs in the past, it still functions in the story. It functions as a sequel. So, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, with Star Wars. If you watch episode one through six in that order, then you just ruined the main uh, you know, you just got spoiled on the main plot twist of Empire Strike, Empire Strikes Back. I, I'm not gonna say what that main plot twist is, but if you've seen 
Star Wars, you'll know that in Empire Strikes Back, Empire Strikes Back, in the you know the original trilogy, the biggest rev- plot revelation there is. That big plot revelation is the whole plot of what the the prequel trilogies are. And if you know, if you watch the prequel trilogy first, then it completely ruins the best part of Empire Strikes Back, which for a lot of people is their favorite Star Wars movie. So. You know, it's it's that same situation with uh with Kingdom Hearts. Like, yeah, you got to start at Kingdom Hearts one. It's just what it is. Now, good news. The good side of this uh, discussion is that if Kingdom Hearts one did get remade first, guess what? That means that remaking Dream Drop or remaking uh three five eight over two days and remaking Recoded would have just gotten so much easier. Because if you think about it. What locations do you go to in 358 over 2? What locations do you go to in Recoded? It's a lot of like repeats of Kingdom Hearts 1 Worlds and Kingdom Hearts 2 Worlds. So if they completely remade Kingdom Hearts 1, they would have all those assets ready to go and they could quickly remake, or a lot more quickly, remake Days and remake Recoded. Exactly. Because they'll actually have updated versions of all those assets. And, you know, then that's what I was getting into in the video was that, like, unfortunately, with Kingdom Hearts 3, if you really think about it, Kingdom Hearts 3, in some ways, like, production-wise, kind of was a remake already because they had to remake a lot of old areas. They had to remake Destiny Islands, the the main part of Destiny Islands. They had to remake a, a tiny portion of Twilight Town. They had to remake, uh, you know, part of the castle in the Land of Departure. You know, they remade for the cutscenes. They remade the exterior for Castle Oblivion. You know, there's a lot of stuff they had to remake. And not only that, you know, they had to remake all the main characters. You know, Donald, Goofy, Sora. We have Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, and Kingdom Hearts 3 Sora now. They had to remake Nominee. They couldn't even, they didn't even have time to remake a proper in-game version of Nominee prior to the release of King, uh, prior to the release of Kingdom Hearts Three. It's not until Remind that we finally got the real-time version of Nominee. So, and, and you know, not only that, Keep the Graveyard had to remake that. So, like in some ways, if you really think about it, Kingdom Hearts Three was already a remake, or, or partially so. And that's kind of what I was getting at is that the reason why a lot of those areas are so cut back on is because they just didn't have time to go that in depth with their recreation of those old assets. So, you know, if you think about a remake, kind of like part of the purpose of it is that it's an excuse for the Kingdom Hearts team to go and remake all those old assets. So if they ever need them for any reason at all, they have them. They have a catalog of those models. So, you know, just throwing that out there. So to to address the question, you know, do you think uh, Kingdom Hearts 1 deserves to be remade more than Days or Recoded? Yes. And the reason is because it it serves a much more important uh, role. It serves a much more important role than those games do in terms of how successful the franchise is in the future. I know from a Kingdom Hearts fan perspective, 358 over 2 and Recoded are beloved, but in terms of the wider audience and in terms of Kingdom Hearts as a, you know, a product that is to be sold, it's the entry point into the series. So if you want to introduce new people to Kingdom Hearts, 
if there was a remake, it'd be a lot easier to be like, hey, yeah, no problem. There's a new remake of Kingdom Hearts 1. It's great. You know, it's really polished. It's a lot better than the original version. You know, start here. You know, if if only it was that easy these days. It's unfortunately become a lot harder to recommend Kingdom Hearts to people because it's it's harder for new fans to get into it because of how old Kingdom Hearts 1 is. So I think like Kingdom Hearts 1 needs it more, you know, now, but absolutely. Does does Days and Recoded need a remake? Definitely. At least at least Days does. I would absolutely love to see a modern remake of Days. And I think if Kingdom Hearts 1 was remade, it would be even easier to make it. So I think it's kind of a win-win. So anyway, moving on to our last question. This one comes from Kyrie's Promise. And Kyrie's Promise asks, So what's taking so long with the Kingdom Hearts 3 soundtrack? Do you think it's Utada, Skrillex, Disney? It's been almost eight months since Kingdom Hearts 3's release, and we know nothing. What do you think, yeah. Churro? It's nobody's. It's just... I, th- I think it's just the concerts. You know, I think they want everybody to experience the concerts firsthand. And That's then, possible. And then, you know, because re- the last concert date, I think it was in November or was it December for Japan? Uh, So currently, uh, I don't know about, I, yeah, I think the Yokohama ones are in December. The Osaka ones are in uh, November. Yeah, because right after... So yeah, the, December this year. Yeah, because right after the final... Uh, World of Trust concerts, you know, re- it should be around the around the time Remind should be releasing. You know, yeah. once that's officially out, you know, that's probably going to be all the you know music going to be released for the game, and then they can finally from there they can finally decide on a soundtrack date. Yeah, I so, hope so. I mean, that's that's currently been like the common reasoning, but it's not the official confirmed yeah. reasoning yeah. behind it so far we don't really have any official word do we no it's just been nothing about you know nothing regards to it i just think that you know with shimamora having to travel a lot for this world of trust concerts you know all around the world yeah. you know i think that you know they're just probably waiting on her to finish up with these before anything's with it yeah I, I kind of wonder though, because Kingdom Hearts Three was a little bit different than prior games in terms of the kinds of music that it had. Like it has the typical kind of music where you know you have the field themes, you have the battle themes, you have the s- story themes, but then also it's got these like more cinematic songs that it plays sometimes. That you know it's like music that's timed to the cutscene, you know, kind of like cinematic stuff. Uh, I guess, like, in movie terms, they would call that, like, the film score. Like, it's not necessarily... Like, I don't know if those songs would hold up as songs on their own. You know, those are songs that are designed to be the music for the, you know, to underlay the cutscenes. So, if you know, without the cutscenes there, I wonder if they would hold up as songs, and I wonder if they'll be listed on the soundtrack. Uh, a lot of times with like movie film score soundtracks, a lot of times those end up getting cut out. So I hope they don't. I, I'd really like to hear those too, but I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. But um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know why. I, I'm kind of with you, Churro. It might it might be related to the to the concerts. 
you know, if you think about it, maybe it's like kind of like a movie, you know, the movie goes to the theaters first. And then once it's out of theaters, then they release the Blu-ray later. You know, maybe that's what it's like with the concerts, you know, they'll do the concerts first. It's been so long since like, uh, you know, since I remember when like the Kingdom Hearts 2 soundtrack came out. Yeah, that came out like right before the game came out. Oh, like, that's true. Yeah, I remember, now I remember. But when it when it came to the games of uh, Days Recoded and Breath by Sleep, that that took a while before you know. But they but they created like a like a compilation album for all three of them. So yeah, but, but so. that but that wasn't released immediately though. That that took some time before those games had their soundtrack released. Yeah, so it it's probably just a matter of time. I'm sure they'll do it. So. At the very least, like if you think about it, like if if they release it at a time when there's like no Kingdom Hearts games coming out, then like it'll probably get a lot of attention that way. So uh, yeah, I think that uh, that pretty much wraps up the question segment. So our music for this episode is a wonderful piano cover of "Missing You" and "Kyrie" uh, by Mo- uh, Moises Nieto on YouTube. Uh, so definitely check him out. He does a lot of Kingdom Hearts covers. Um, and yeah, it's a nice piano cover. Our next episode is scheduled for the 15th of October. As always, if you guys like the show, please subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. Yay. And of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com, Spotify, or Kingdom Hearts Union's Twitter, which is at KHUnion. And remember, if you guys like the show, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. And if you have any questions, send them to khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, Chiro, it is goodbye time. All right. Goodbye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Like always, we appreciate your support. Yep. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, I know... There's not been too much news lately, but hey, you know, we had enough for this episode. Here's hoping there will be something to talk about for the next one. And uh, yeah, I've been Brandon, saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.
Thank you.